Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So we saw how media and the political left lost their minds over the Supreme Court of the United States saying to Arizona, well, yeah, you can have rules. Well, this flies in the face of the Voters' right Act, Voting Rights Act. No, it doesn't. To say we don't allow ballot harvesting? That has nothing to do with whether or not someone can vote. To make the claim that it's racist or bigoted, well, that's the uh, soft bigotry of low expectations. The idea that somebody who is of a different skin color is incapable. That brings us to a whole amazing bit from vernon jones which i will share with you tony katz tony katz today great to be with you guys facebook tony katz radio the phone number 833 got tony 833-468-8669 but the other story came out of california which is a lot more um it's a lot deeper i guess People are understanding about this idea of of voting and the idea of how easy it is uh, to cheat and wanting to be able to put curbs on those things. I'm not saying that everybody engaged in ballot harvesting, which is collecting of other people's ballots, cheats. I'm saying that ballot harvesting certainly increases the opportunity for fraud, for cheating. It does. But the other conversation out of California was the idea that government agencies wanted your information and they wanted to know who you were donating to don't you have a right to privacy well the government of california was saying no we demand to know everything about you and wouldn't that in and of itself with with government watching interfere with with how you do the thing there's a whole psychological thought uh, that the act, uh, observing the act changes the act. It's one of the reasons I don't live stream on video the show I used to. I don't. I'm actually thinking of getting back, but I fear what it might do to the show. So I got to find a way to make it work. Did it change or would a, a something like this change the way people give? Well, Americans for Prosperity certainly thought this wasn't right they engage the legal action getting uh the victory in uh the supreme court casey maddox is the vice president of legal and judicial strategy at americans for prosperity a senior fellow uh for free speech and peace at the charles Koch institute and full disclosure i do work with americans for prosperity but i don't work necessarily with casey and i certainly don't work on the legal stuff he joins us right now Walk us through the basics. What is it that you saw California asking for, and what was the actual lawsuit about? Absolutely, and thanks for having me on, Tony. Um, you know, the, uh, what this, this case is, is about, uh, California decided, uh, in, well, we filed the lawsuit in 2014 because California had decided to require every charity that solicits in the state um, which means basically any, anyone, any charity who is uh, sending any kind of communication into California uh, of any kind had to give uh, the California Attorney General uh, a list of their, uh, their donors. And uh, so that would have had implications not just for, for charities in California. These were charities all over the country that, you know, if you have one member uh, in California who is, uh, who, is, who is giving your organization out of that state, you would have been uh, subject to this. 
And so, uh, you know, what that what that means is basically if you're a, you know, these are 501c3 charities. These are everything from the ACLU and AFP to soup kitchens and uh, and zoos uh, and, you know, museums and, and all kinds of other organizations like that, many of whom uh, filed briefs in support of us. So this is unconstitutional. You can't require uh, charities uh, and the people who give to those charities. That's what makes America great. And you can't require those people uh, to uh, to give up their privacy to the government just because they want to be able to support a charity. So now take me through what it is that the Supreme Court said and what the argument was in opposition to this idea that you have the right to give to a charity regardless of what the charity is. We're not even saying it's political in nature. We're just talking about a charitable donation in general. What was the argument against? And when you looked, we see the the result yesterday, the 6-3, what was the argument in favor and what was the dissent? Sure. So California's argument is, is basically, well, California needs this information to make sure that charitable fraud doesn't happen. Now, the, the problem with that argument uh, that was, was bought by the dissent, but the problem with that argument is that uh, the, the evidence in this case showed, and we had a trial. Uh, we had two trials, as a matter of fact. There were two different cases that were in, in front of the court yesterday, uh, one for the Thomas More Law Center and one for Americans for Prosperity Foundation. Um, but the, uh, you know, what the, uh, the evidence showed was that California does not use this information for charitable fraud, which makes sense because California, at least at the time, was the only state that required this kind of disclosure to the attorney general. Um, and so, uh, you know, there, there's just no reason why a state needs to have the list of all the people who give to a charity in order to find out if fraud is happening. There's really nothing in that that would tell you whether or not something fraudulent was happening. Uh, and so, uh, so we sued. Uh, the Supreme Court said uh, yesterday uh, that the First Amendment freedom of association protects the rights of, uh, of both charities and the people who give to them. Uh, to be able to to do that without having to hand over to the government a list of the people who contribute. Because for the reasons that you said, when you do that, especially in the climate we're in with intimidation and harassment of people, when you have those kinds of government disclosure mandates, it just invites people being uh, intimidated and harassed because of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the organizations that they support, uh, the causes that they support. But my point... I, maybe, you know, I, I won't even say mine. I think when people hear this story for the first time, I think what they say to themselves, everybody in their car, everybody at home, listening on podcast, however they may be doing, doing it, talking to Casey Maddox, Vice President of Legal and Judicial Strategy at Americans for Prosperity, what they say to themselves is, well, yeah. Why would anybody want this information unless they plan to use this information against somebody? So didn't California see from the, the, the start, it's very clear you're using this as intimidation, and yet they felt no shame in, in moving down this road? But none, I mean, it, it's taken us seven years to get to this place. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, it, it was a, a quite a, a legal endeavor to be able to get to the place where the Supreme Court could decide this question. Um, and, you know, and there's just uh, nothing... Uh, no real reason why a state would need this kind of information. Uh, this is not, you know, for the purpose, for example, of making sure that when you say that you're getting a tax deduction, that you're really getting a tax deduction, um, you know, or, or anything like that. This is basically uh, an entirely separate thing. California just wants to have the information on tens of thousands of charities all over the country, just in case. Uh, and that kind of, you know, 
uh, for the convenience of the state is not a reason why Americans should have to hand, give over First Amendment rights. Um, but that's what California's argument ultimately was, that, well, we might have a use for this someday. So therefore, we deserve to be able to warehouse the information of people all over the country who just want to be able to support charities that they, they believe in. Now let's get into where where really this this remarkable part two is talking to Casey Maddox of Americans for Prosperity, Vice President, Legal and, and Judicial Strategy. Seven years is what it took for this case to finally end up in a place where Americans have their right to privacy. Isn't that why states or or other agencies create these rules or laws in the first place? in that it is extremely difficult to fight them. I mean, Americans for Prosperity is funded, you're organized, you, you, the, the real focus is on concept of, econo- concept of economic liberty, but this is one of those ideas. This is a fundamental of economic liberty, being able to do with your dollar as you see fit. But isn't this really also a case of showing off exactly how ugly government can be against the people? Yeah, you know, this is a, it's a great illustration, I think. Uh, I mean, the, you know, the, the, the point you make, right, that you have uh, government in this position where it can, it can impose mandates on people. Uh, and sure, you have your freedoms, but you're going to have to go through years and years and years of litigation uh, in order to, uh, uh, you know, to have those, those freedoms vindicated. That's why it was so important that the court decide the case the way it did yesterday, uh, with facial invalidation of the statute. This is a uh, lawyerese, which may cause people's eyes to gloss over, but it made a huge difference yesterday because essentially what happened is that the Supreme Court didn't just decide that, um, you know, that, uh, that Americans for Prosperity would be free of this mandate. Uh, the court decided that everyone would be free of this mandate. This mandate was facially unconstitutional. And that is a, a, a massive victory because without it, what it would have meant would have been that you know, we would have been free, but everyone else would have had to gone through the, the, the same fight that we did in order to get to this place. Uh, so that's why we, we fought for uh, a you know, decision like the one that the court uh, issued yesterday. And that's why it was so important, not just to us, but to, to many others. Casey Maddox, Americans for Prosperity, Vice President of Legal and Judicial Strategy. I appreciate you taking the time. If you have not heard Vernon Jones just lay waste to cnn oh my you gotta hear it that's up next i'm tony katz is is joe biden did he welcome the los angeles dodgers to the white house yeah they're there now yeah there's a photo that's out of the of Biden and Kamala Harris and and the Dodgers organization, and Biden's on one knee, and Kamala Harris is standing there like she's in a hostage video. It's I, I retweeted it. If you follow me at Tony Katz, it's bad, real, real bad. That should not have been let out. Oh, it's just Kamala Harris looks animatronic. It's, it's, it's a, it's a bad, bad, bad scene. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. I could not go 
this show without sharing with you the audio of Vernon Jones. Who's Vernon Jones? Vernon Jones is a Democrat from Georgia who was supporting Donald Trump and supporting Donald Trump and spoke at that, you know, virtual RNC and, and supported Donald Trump. And he said, you know what? I'm a Republican. You're all crazy. And then he said, you know what? I'm running for governor. Well, game on. Well, he's at, uh, I'm not even sure where he is. I don't know if he was down in Florida visiting Trump. I don't know what's going on. But a CNN reporter shows up to ask him a question. And Vernon Jones goes to town. Here's CNN. Because CNN is about controlling Negroes. That's what it's saying. Controlling Negroes. That's Oh, I... Did, did I come in too hot? I, I, sh- I guess I should have mentioned that Vernon Jones is black. But when you start with that's what CNN means, you know you're in for a battle. CNN is about. They don't want people of color to have conservative thoughts. He's here to keep me running and keep me from being the governor of the state. Why? Because liberals, they do, want, they do not want blacks thinking for themselves. They're- now, I have said... I made this argument, I make it differently. I don't know if it's that they don't want anyone who's black thinking for themselves. I believe that progressives, when you get down to it, don't want anybody thinking for themselves. But what they do is they say if you're black and conservative, you're not really black. That's how I phrase it. If you're Jewish and conservative, you're not really Jewish. If you're gay and conservative, you're not really gay. If you're a woman and conservative, you're not really a woman. Somehow this this conservatism takes away from you these other things you no longer get to be a part of that never mind that they they they, you don't get your individuality in the progressivism you're not allowed to be you know believe a certain way in progressivism as well in any which way you twist and turn you're doing it wrong there is only fealty to the thing at the moment and remember the moment for the progressive is situational not based on a theory or belief it's not based on a practice it's not based on a history it is situational to the moment and whatever is necessary to make the moment work that's where their beliefs change Remember, it was racist and bigoted to require an ID in order to vote. Then the polling showed that everybody in America was really cool with an ID. And the next thing you know, oh, we were never had a problem with an ID to vote. Vernon Jones has just gotten started. You know and I know that the drop-off boxes were not in the state statute. You know and I know that the ANET signature verification was not in the statute, right? We both know that. Now, what you're looking at camera, are you going to investigate that? So there are many people in our organization. I want you to look in this camera right here. Are, are you going to investigate that? Don't get Thank you, guys. Thank you, sir. See, this is the fake news from seeing All they want to do is control the, their liberal narrative. And that's it. That's a prime example of it. So you all have never had me on your show before. Because you know Joe Biden is a bigot, and you don't want me on there calling Joe Biden a bigot. Oh, now we're in now. You see, you thought it was hot before. <laughs> Now we're into right just calling Joe Biden a bigot. Whoo! See, this is why you don't have me on your shows. Because Joe, I'm going to call Joe Biden a bigot, and you don't want that. And then it goes from there. Biden said the black people, <laughs> Joe Biden said the black people 
are disproportionately affected by COVID because they don't know how to go on the internet. Joe Biden just said that black people, businesses, or entrepreneurs, they're bad entrepreneurs or they, they're not good entrepreneurs or successful entrepreneurs because they don't have lawyers and they don't have accountants. Well, I have both lawyer and accountant. And just so happened they're black. I didn't have because they're black, because they're the best. So Joe Biden is a bigot. You know it and I know it. But CNN wants to put people on there that carry their narrative. CNN is bigoted, CNN is race-based, and they're racist, and they use you to carry out their racist agenda. Oh. If you wanted a campaign ad in Georgia right now, as a Republican, you, you, you can't do better than this right here. You, you cannot do better than this. this is, it's just... I mean, I know people overuse the term so-and-so savages the other person, so-and-so spanks the other person, wipes the floor, with, as if somehow that's the goal of a conversation. But I think, admittedly, this is savage. And I share with you possibly the best for last. I want you to listen to the CNN reporter, who I don't know, tries to spin things back on Vernon Jones. And it's sad. Georgia's too big for that. We don't want racism in Georgia. We don't want that stuff. We want to we want to get along, families. But CNN, your building was, was terrorized by Black Lives Matter. But you didn't want to talk about it. We were also bombed. You didn't want to talk about it. We were also attempting Black to Lives Matter. Supporters Black, Black Lives Matter attacked your building, downtown Atlanta, didn't it? There were also and Antifa, right? There was also Trump supporters who sent mail packages to me and my Okay, but Vernon Jones is making a point. These are the things you didn't cover. Black Lives Matter did this, Antifa did that, and the reporter's only answer is, and Trump supporters did this. It doesn't make it right, but yet you're still doing it. Don't you notice he has has won this argument? The answer is yes. Now for my question. Or you just keep asking your question. You throw Trump into it. What does that change? So not only does Vernon Jones just beat up on CNN, CNN's opportunity to respond isn't based in journalism. It's based in reflexive Trump hate, further proving his own point on CNN's issues. Ooh-wee. That was something. That is something. You'll see that in your social media feeds. You'll watch it again and again. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyCats.com. Get the podcast, support the show. This is Tony Katz Today. Disney is getting rid of boys and girls. Nope. Not inclusive enough. So instead of when they do the big fireworks display at Magic Kingdom, instead of saying, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it will be, good evening, dreamers of all ages. That's fine. If they had not mentioned it, I never would have thought of it. Yeah, that's a good It would not have come up in my mind. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. But now that they mention it, they're just ridiculous.
ridiculous. Uh, do, do I have audio of this thing? I might. I might. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dreamers of all ages. In just a few minutes, the Magic Kingdom invites you to enjoy our nighttime spectacular, Happily Ever After. So that, that's what it was in 2020. But they did it. It was, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dreamers of all ages. And now... Dreamers of all ages. In just a few minutes, the Magic Kingdom invites... So they already had it, and they dropped boys and girls. It's just embarrassing. Don't you know that you're wrong? It's embarrassing. There are boys and they are, there are girls, and it's okay. If you say to me, what about the child who's confused? Oh, the society doesn't have to stop. Well, Tony, it's just rude if you exclude them. No one's excluding them. No one's excluding them. No one said you can't come in the park. No one is excluding them. I mean, it's just it's just reality. It's just a, a factual analysis of, of, of the situation at hand. And to whom are they selling themselves? So, so picture it this way. When they make this change, how many people say, oh, I'm never going never to Disney. I'm dropping Disney Plus. Nine people? Nobody moves. Nobody makes a change. It costs them zero. They get to build themselves some credibility with the woke folk. So when they do get attacked finally, maybe it happens just a touch less. Really, it won't change anything at all. When they want to attack, they want to attack, and they will do what they do what they do. You're not, you're not going to get saved. As we have learned, no one will be safe from the woke purge. But it didn't cost them anything. It's like Puma sponsoring Gwen Berry, the, hammer, the, the woman who got bronze in the hammer throw. I still want to find uh, uh, a, 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 a sponsor for Deanna Price who took gold. Why don't we have a sponsor for her? She's a cool story. I want to learn more about her. But Puma doesn't lose anything by putting up $15,000 or whatever it is to support Gwen Berry. You really going to throw out your Puma sunglasses and your Puma shoes and your Puma this and Puma? You're not going to buy Puma anymore? Stop it. A million people went out and bought Puma because they made the deal. And give him credit where he's where it's due, and I don't give the man credit for much, but producer Ari had it right. Nike supports Colin Kaepernick. People freak out for three days. Then the stock price goes up, and people are buying Nike like it's their job. Cost them zero. They benefited from it. From a guy who calls cops pigs and wants them dead. Just so we know what Nike's supporting. Nike supports a guy who wants dead cops. I put that out there. Come at me, bro. But speaking of the Olympics, Shikari Richardson, you, you dope. Shikari Richardson runs the 100-meter uh, dash. Did they call it the dash? Maybe that's an old-school way. Meanwhile, uh, she's good. Meanwhile, she's young and she's good. And then she smoked marijuana, 
which makes perfect sense when you're an Olympic athlete. That violates an anti-doping rule from the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, and she accepted a one-month suspension. What does that mean? She will not race for the United States in the Olympics. It's track and field. This is your moment to shine. She's got the hair. She's got the nails. She's got the style. And she's quick. What's interesting about her, as as you learn about her, she doesn't really have uh, the best start. She picks up about halfway through, so therefore she creates exciting races. By the time she's really into like standing and at the full sprint, she she's shorter. She is moving. I don't know anything else about her. I don't know about her politics. I don't know anything. You know what I know? She couldn't figure out how to not smoke pot for the Olympics. And now she's out. Do you know what kind of dope you have to be to do that? And Ari, uh, producer Ari, was like, "Uh, pot does not help you run faster. What does that matter? What does any of that matter? Oh, I just think it's an outdated substance. to Like, if you're an Olympic athlete, you know you're not supposed to smoke weed before the Olympics. You know that. At the same time, if I'm the Olympic committee, this is an outdated substance. Like you can, I, I have no problem making weed legal for Olympic Olympic athletes. Who is it? What makes you think it's outdated? Because it's legal. You in, said it's outdated. It's legal in a lot of most of the country. The fact that it's that is that it's legal in most of the country doesn't mean that we are uh, saying of of amateur athletes or even pro athletes it's okay to do. I, in a way, we kind of are. If we're making no, it legal. no, in no way we are. If the sport wants to declare it, they can. Sure, but we haven't said no. It's 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 fine. We haven't, in a way, done it. It's like being pregnant. You either are or you aren't. That states have legalized marijuana. But the federal government is like, we don't know here. That's what led Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice, to say, we have this law, this ruling that we have, but this ruling that we we made, it seems seems unnecessary now. We, We really do need to go back and revisit this. And he's very, very right. And you can make the argument that the Olympic Committee needs to go back and and revisit such a thing. But if an Olympic Committee is okay with marijuana, what else can they be okay with? You can say to me, pot doesn't make you run faster. And I'll say to you, I am not a doctor. I'm not. I don't know. If for certain people, it helps with certain things. What if you a smoking pot, it just, just calms you down just a little bit and makes everything just a little bit easier? Okay. No, not okay. Because what can the other person take to help them out? See, the problem is I'm too calm and I need something just to give me a little bit of an edge. It's not okay. I favor athletics happening from the skill set of the athlete i have no problem if somebody in their private life wants to smoke marijuana if you want to have a beer with work producer ari you're more than welcome to but i don't think my employer should be okay with me on some kind of regular basis having a beer with work 
because it can have an effect on things I say on the air, like certain words you're not allowed to say on the air. They can have the standard. And I, in in terms of, of sports, want them to have the standard. It seems that what everybody else wants is, nah, let's bring that down. Oh, let's not be silly. Oh, that's not necessary. Oh, let's make it easier. I don't want it to be easy. I want it to be the Olympics. I want these people to be the best of the best and to push themselves. That That's, that's what we want. Seems to be what we want. And I uh, would uh, love it if uh, people would actually be able to control themselves in, in, a, in a way that they can deal with hardship or deal with adversity or deal with the stress and still do. A lot of people are getting on the case of, uh, oh, what's, what's the uh, Naomi Osaka? Because Naomi Osaka not only uh, withdrew from the, uh, the, the French Open, she's not playing Wimbledon. And people are like, you're one of the best tennis players in the world. How can you not play these events? She doesn't feel like she can do it. She, it's an anxiety. It's whatever the case may be. She doesn't feel that she can go through it. So she's not. Well, not appearing in the event at all is the right maneuver. It's far different than appearing in the event and saying, well, here's what you have to do for me to get me to be a part of it. You have to excuse this, and you have to forgive that, and you have to allow that. No, they're allowed to have a standard. You live up to the standard. That's part of the sport. It's part of the sport. You don't want to live up to the standard. That's fine. There's nothing for you here. This is not the place for you. Olympics, same thing. Ah, totally the same thing. I'm just sorry to see it because she's good and it would have been it would have been fun to see her. I don't know again, I don't know about her politics. But it would have been a lot of fun to see her. Then there's the story about Johnson and Johnson. Really interesting because the headline goes against the article a touch. J&J finds its COVID vaccine lasts at least 8 months protects against Delta variant. And I said, well, okay, the Delta variant, that's the one from India. And they call it the Delta variant because if you say it's from India, you're somehow a racist or a bigot, which is crazy. But when I saw it lasts at least eight months, I'm like, there was a thought it would last less than eight months? What is, what is this? No, 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 no. Current data for the eight months studied so far shows that the single-shot Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine generates a strong neutralizing antibody response that does not wane. Rather, we observe an improvement over time. That's dang good news. If, 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 I expect Johnson & Johnson's stock to be up. Uh, that would be me on that news. That people are going to go, improves over time one shot yeah that's that's pretty good you got you got to be uh happy about that by the way the, the, the stock ticker is is j and j and yes uh they're 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 up today
they they are up to I think they were up like over a dollar when when the day started. Just boom right off the bat. Yeah, that seems to be well maybe it's maybe it's Yeah, I think that's it. We'll see how it all ends up. So the the headline I, I thought was a little dispiriting when you read the article. It works over time better than it does when you first get it. That's going to make some people pretty happy. Again, get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. It's entirely up to you. I am not I am not judging it. Smoking pot before running in the Olympics? Totally judging. I'm Tony Katz. Global minimum tax supported by 130 countries filled with morons. I'm sorry, too soon? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. It, it's, it's, it's remarkable to witness this. Shocking and, and, and remarkable that you could see these countries be down with this wait hold on it's not shocking nor remarkable it's everything you would expect from people who engage in this leftism nonsense because that's all it is no belief in you no belief in your right to keeping your dollar just one more way to make sure that they get paid that's all it is that's all it is And this 15%, which is wealth redistribution, it's a reallocation. According to them, this package does not eliminate tax competition as it should not, but it does set multilaterally agreed limitations on it. Why should anybody think, oh, we have to have a tax because other people have a tax because that's fair? Uh, No. It's a terrible idea. The global minimum tax applies to a country's overseas profits. And the objective is to stop these companies from dodging tax obligations. Note the obligation is taxes. Note that the obligation is the idea that your job is to pay taxes. That's why you exist. You have no other purpose. There's no other reason for you to have a company to do anything. You exist only, solely, and exclusively to pay taxes. That you think that you have a responsibility to your shareholders? You, no, 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 no. You think you have a responsibility to your employees? Oh, no, 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 no. Your responsibility is to the country that says you have to pay up. You understand they hate you, right? You understand this is the only way they've ever possibly or properly visualized you. You are nothing more than a means to an end. That's all you are. 
You are nothing more than this. You're a checkbook. That's why you're here. That's why you exist. That's pretty ugly. As for what's going to happen and how this is going to go down, I I don't know. And what happens when a uh, Republican takes office, that I also don't know. Because this could all go away. Because it needs congressional approval before implementation. They're going to sell it as, well, you know, what it does is it takes away certain this tax, and now we put it under this category. Seems like they think that the job of business is to pay them. We've got other economic things to discuss. Dr. Matt Will is with us, economist. What about those jobs numbers? That's coming up next. This is Tony Katz today.